Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I'm your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually with our guest scorekeeper, Mason Cook. Mason, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, you know. Oh, going to go to a concert tonight. That's always fun. It's been quite nice here. Yeah, a little cloudy today, though, but that's okay. Well, let's meet the, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Stephen. Hello, my name is Stephen Pitters, um, and I'm a first-year master's student at USC studying vocal arts. Very good. Well, thank you, Stephen, for being here. And we also have Krishna. Hi, everyone. I'm Krishna. I'm also a first-year master's student studying vocal arts at USC. And I have with me uh, some peach tea in a black and white mug that says wifey, in case anyone needed to know. We did need to know that, so thank you. Appreciate that. Well, thank you both for being here today. As with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so, without further ado, Mason will explain the rules for round one. Awesome. Uh, Round one is our first general knowledge round. Correct answers are worth 10 points apiece. And each contestant will get five questions on a wide variety of subjects. Alrighty, Stephen, you're up first. Are you ready? I am not ready. That is a loaded question. Um, I just wanted to throw out there that I'm also drinking green mango tea, just to let the world know. So yeah. Very nice. Alrighty, well, ready or not, here we go. Question one, how many cities are in the state of Vermont? A, nine, B, 19, or C, 29. I have absolutely no idea. I know nothing about the state of Vermont. I just know that they make really good cheese there. There's a brand called Cabot that is like so good. Um, Sponsored? (laughs) Non-sponsored? Not a sponsor. (laughs) That's just... Could be. Cabot Cheese, if you want to sponsor our podcast. Yeah. We'd love to have you. I love Cabot Cheese. They're so good. And that is the only reason why I know anything about the state of Vermont. Um, but I'm going to go with, uh, wait, can you repeat the, uh, the options yeah. one time? <laughs> yeah. Um, A, 9, B, 19, or C, 29. Okay, I'm going to have to go with 19. There are only nine cities in oh the state of Vermont. God. No. Yeah. According yeah. to the Secretary of State's office, the nine cities are... Barry City, Burlington, Montpelier, Newport City, Rutland City, St. Albans City, South Burlington, Virgens, and Winooski. Question two. Which planet is closest to the sun? A, Venus, B, Mercury, or C, Mars? B, Mercury. That's correct. Very good. Is it still in retrograde? It is I, not. I heard yesterday that it was out of retrograde. Okay. It is indeed out of retrograde at this time. I'm pretty sure Monday, the 18th, it was out of retrograde. Uh, That is indeed correct, by the way. October 18th, it uh, exited at retrograde. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Mason. Question three. The recently announced expansion pack for the Nintendo Switch online service includes a virtual library of games for the Genesis, the first console of what company who left the console business after the failure of Dreamcast? A, Sega, B, Atari, or C, Konami? Sega. That's correct. The console saw the debut of such iconic characters as Sonic the Hedgehog 
and Alex Kidd. Question four. In 2015, what American soccer star announced her retirement, having played for the national team since 2001 and leading the team to victory in the 2015 Women's World Cup? A. Abby Wambach, B. Mia Hamm, or C. Carly Lloyd? Okay, I'm going to have to go with C. Curly Lloyd just because it's like her name is almost like Curly River. <laughs> and that's it's, so. It's Carly Lloyd. Curly! I thought you said Curly! Oh. And I'm like, oh my god, Curly River! <laughs> Admittedly, it did no. kind of sound like Curly on Okay, our sorry. End. Sorry, I'll have to work on my enunciation. My apologies, Carly. Um, it was not actually Carly Lloyd, um, <laughs> though she, she did notably score a hat trick in the 2015 Women's World Cup final. Um, this was Abby Wambach, who announced her retirement in 2015, and she had scored 184 goals in 255 appearances for the United States. And finally, question five. Which actor portrayed the autistic character Raymond in the 1988 movie Rain Man, whose brother Charlie was played by Tom Cruise? A, Kevin Bacon, B, Chris Pine, or C, Dustin Hoffman? C, Dustin Hoffman. That's correct. Dustin Hoffman won Best Actor for his performance at the 61st Academy Awards. The film also won Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Picture. It is the last drama to both top the box office for the year and win the Oscar for Best Picture. Picture. Alrighty, Krishna, are you ready for your five questions? I'm worried because I feel like I had a better shot at Steven's question, so oh. we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Alrighty. Question one. DNA and RNA are similar in many ways, however differ with regard to one of their base pairs. What base pair replaces thymine in RNA? A, uracil, B, cytosine, or C, adenine? I think B is the only one I've ever heard of before, but A also sounds familiar, but I'm just gonna go with my gut and say B. It's actually A. Uh, cytosine Jeez. and adenine are both, uh, are both other base pairs in DNA. Question two. On December 18th, an art exhibition will be held in Tokyo to celebrate the 20th anniversary of what famous manga anime that is set to air new episodes for the first time since 2012? A. Bleach B. One Piece or C. Dragon Ball Z Definitely not Dragon Ball Z. There's been, I'm pretty sure there's been new stuff since then. Um, I feel like I've recently been seeing hype around One Piece, but I thought it was one of those things that was ongoing for a really, really long time. But my sense of time could be very warped. Um, what was the first option? Bleach. Bleach. I'm going to go with B, One Piece. It was actually A, Bleach. <gasps> oh my goodness! Yeah. The new episodes will be based on the Thousand Year Blood War, um, which was the final main story arc published in the Bleach manga in 2016. I should I should note that that your instincts about One Piece and Dragon Ball Z continuing are indeed correct because they've had both had multiple seasons since 2012. Question three: Which of the following rivers does not pass through or on the border of Arkansas? A. The Arkansas River. B, the Mississippi River, or C, the Missouri River? Yeah, geography is definitely not my strong suit by any means. Literally, I'm just taking a shot in the dark. Uh, the Mississippi River. No, it was actually the Missouri River. 
Uh, the Missouri River is only in, well, it starts in Missouri and then goes west from there. So it never actually goes through Arkansas. Uh, but the Arkansas River goes right through the center of the state. And then the Mississippi River forms the eastern border with Tennessee and Mississippi. This is going exactly how I thought it would. <laughs> Still got a long way to go, though. Question four. In the fall of 1828, as he was dying, Franz Schubert played and sang his new song cycle, Winterreise, for some of his friends. His friends were disturbed by the incredibly gloomy nature of the entire work, with one of them remarking that what song was the only one of the 24 songs that pleased him? A. Gute Nacht, B. Der Linden Lindenbaum, or C. Die Krähe. I feel like it's gotta be Der Lindenbaum. That's correct. It's one of the few of the cycle that's actually in a major key. Mm -hmm. um, and Schubert was still correcting the proofs um, for the second part of the cycle days before his death on November 19th, 1828. And finally, question five. On October 27th, 1992, Tipper Gore, the wife of vice presidential candidate Al Gore, admitted that so that she didn't have to watch the clock on her VCR blink, she did what? A, turned it around, B, bought a new VCR without a clock, or C, covered the clock up with a piece of tape. Covering the uh, clock up with a piece of tape is very reminiscent of like people covering their uh, laptop cameras with tape, which makes me think that maybe that is a modern answer on an old thing. I feel like it'd be so ridiculous to turn your VCR around. I mean, that just makes it so inconvenient, but maybe that's why it it's notable because it's so ridiculous. You know, my gut hasn't been doing me so well, but you know, I'm, I'm still gonna go with it. And I'm gonna say A. Uh, it was actually C, she covered it up with a piece of tape. Uh... <laughs> Even though the VCR was blinking 12 o'clock repeatedly, she didn't want to reset the clock. And so she just covered it up with a piece of tape. The next week, um, her husband would be elected vice president on the same ticket as Bill Clinton. So there you go. Well, that's the end of round one. So Mason, can you please give us a score update? Of course, Steven has the upper hand after one round with a score of 30 to 10. It is now time for our weekly audience question. If you recall last week, our question was, Alex Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals scored his 732nd goal passing Marcel Dion as fifth all-time in goals in NHL history. At the time of Dion's retirement in 1989, who was the only person with more goals than him? And the answer to that is Mr. Hockey, Gordy Howe, with 801 career goals. Now, he has since been passed also by Wayne Gretzky, Yammer Yager, and Brett Hull, and now Ovechkin. And Ovechkin scored two in Ottawa on Monday night, and so he is now at 737 goals. And uh, we might be having another trivia question about him passing, passing Brett Hull, who sits at 741 goals here pretty soon. For this week's question, this will be related to a round two topic, as you'll find out soon. What well-known phrase refers to Theodore Roosevelt's foreign policy? Speak softly and carry a what? So have a think about that. Send me your answer, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Mason, can you please explain the rules? Of course, round two. Ooh, this is our directed's round. 
count. Each question is now worth 20 points. Contestants will get five questions on the exact same subject. Okay, so uh, both of you will get questions about famous people who were born on October 27th, which is the date that this podcast is being released. So Stephen, your person is former president Theodore Roosevelt, who was born October 27th, 1858. So are you ready for your questions about Theodore Roosevelt? Absolutely not. I, I think I, I think I, we forgot to mention this, but if, if a contestant gets a question wrong, then the opponent can answer it for 10. I think that okay. kind of slipped slipped our minds to mention that. Uh, yeah, I think it did. Um, that that is your job, Mason. To mention I know it. That, I so. know it is my job, um, and I realized that I forgot to mention it right after I finished speaking. And I'm like, oh, um, yeah, oops. Okay, well, demerit points for you, but it's only strike one though, so we'll uh, we'll let it slide for now. Okay, here we go. Question one: Roosevelt's home, Sycamore Hill, is a national historic site located on the north shore of what most populous island in the United States? Oh, so I don't get no options. No, no more. No more options. Oh, God. Okay. So I'm just going to think out loud here because that is what you encourage us to do. Mm -hmm. it is a I do. Um, because if I keep all these thoughts in my head, it's not going to work. So I was like, mm, love Hawaii. I was like, wish I could go there. Um, not quite sure if that's true. Was Hawaii even a state at that point? I don't know. It was I not really a, don't. was not a state. Cool. Until 1959. Love progress. So immediately I was like, wait, we're talking northeast up here. Could we consider Long Island to be an island? I don't know that much about islands, so I don't know. Long Island. <laughs> that's correct. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yep, that's correct. It is Long Island. Roosevelt bought the land, uh, hired an architecture firm uh, to build the house, and moved in in 1887. And it was his primary residence for the rest of his life. Question two. In the Spanish-American War, Roosevelt was tasked to lead the 1st United States Volunteer Cavalry Regiment, which was nicknamed what, and was instrumental in engagements such as the Battle of San Juan Hill. If there's one thing I don't know about, it is war. <laughs> that is it. I was like, the Spanish Inquisition. I was like, but that ain't it, sis. I was like, that ain't it. So, <laughs> I don't know. Are we talking San Juan? Like, are we talking Puerto Rico? It's like, that's kind of close to where I used to live in, in Miami, Caribbean. The, this battle was actually in Cuba, but it's, it's the Battle of San Juan Hill. San Juan Hill is in Cuba. Love that for me. Mm -hmm. um, Even closer to Miami. It is. It is, in fact, I can go to Cuba. It is closer than Orlando, indeed, uh, yeah, uh, to be, from Miami. Yeah. Uh, to be clear, Krishna didn't know that, right? No, it, no I, haven't, I haven't given the answer yet, Mason. Oh, okay, never mind, never mind. I Mason, thought, why, don't, why, don't you, why don't you stay in your lane and let me do the questions I, over I here, thought, please? I thought, I thought I accidentally heard the answer in that statement. Nope. No, I have not said the answer. Are we, are we having, is, is family trouble brewing? Yes. Um, do Stephen yes. and I need to leave? Yes. Oh. Yeah, we're okay, airing, airing our family laundry out here on the uh, on the podcast. Okay. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll say an answer. So if we're talking Cuba, then I'm going to say the Bay of Pigs or something. No. Isn't it like a novel? 
yeah okay well that that wasn't for another Wait, 60 years or so um because that was that was the um cuban missile crisis um but so no uh krishna do you know okay i feel like i probably learned this at some point in my u.s history class but i feel like um i i just get the sense that the the um the answer contains the word boys in it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, Mason, do you do you happen to know? Uh, that would, of course, be the world famous Rough Riders. It's the Rough Riders, yeah. Uh, the group was an odd mixture of men from all walks of life, but they all had to be skilled horsemen. Ironically, they fought as infantry rather than cavalry while in Cuba, since their horses were not sent there with them. Oops. All righty, question three. Following Vice President Garrett Hobart's death in 1899, Roosevelt was chosen as the running mate for what president in 1900, whom Roosevelt would succeed as president less than a year into the term after his assassination? Well, I don't know much about presidential assassinations. There I do have only been four of them. But, okay, well, I do know one of them, and one of them is JFK. So, I do, not know. <laughs> I do not know the other three um well one there's another one that should be like like you should know one more but it's not this one unfortunately i i do not know this oh. however i will just give that a little a little precedent a little, i'm just gonna throw out a name out here okay i don't know why this one is resonating with me um woodrow wilson was not woodrow wilson love krishna so Woodrow Wilson was also going to be my guess, and I oh. I know the other president you're talking about is Abraham Lincoln. I'm assuming who it's also yeah. not. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> bye, Stephen. <laughs> For those of you who are listening, Stephen just stood up and walked out of. The room. Okay, I need to. I, okay. Okay. I do recognize that I should have known this. I should have known this. I do recognize it. Um was not Abraham Lincoln, by the way. That's not the that's that's not <laughs> Yeah, that answer. wasn't my guess either. I hope you understand. I didn't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I know. Wow, I am just deeply disappointed in myself. But also to be fair, I block out anything from the eighteen hundreds in my mind. Like it just it just doesn't stick. It doesn't That's fair. That's fair. Oh, um, <laughs> Krishna, do you have a, an answer? I don't even know when this person was president. I don't know anything well, about them. I said them, the 1900 election. I know. I'm saying that the person I'm about to oh, guess, oh, okay. I, I don't even know when this person was president. Uh, Polk. Uh, no, Polk was president 1845 to 1849. Uh, this was William McKinley. And he was never shot. heard of him. Okay. <laughs> He was, uh, he was shot by Leon Chalgosh in Buffalo on September 6th, 1901. Roosevelt was on vacation at the time and traveled to Buffalo to see McKinley. It initially appeared that the president would recover, so Roosevelt resumed his vacation. However, McKinley's condition worsened, and Roosevelt was summoned back to Buffalo, and he learned of McKinley's death on September 14th when he reached the train station in North Creek, New York, where a special train was waiting to take him back to Buffalo. So there you go. Question four. One of Roosevelt's biggest legacies is the establishment of what agency, a subdivision of the Department of Agriculture, which currently manages 193 million acres of land? 
All I could think of is I'm like, all right, well, I go to the grocery store and I always see those little packages of meat that said USDA on it. I wish I had known anything else about that department. Is it the FDA? No. Okay. That was my only guess. Uh, He was like a big conservationist, right? Wasn't he the one who like created the national parks? Um, I don't know like the name of the, like the specific name of the agency, but it's to do with the national parks. You're close. It's not the National Park Service, actually. It's the U.S. <sighs> Forest Service. Forest Service. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, by the end of his second term in office, Roosevelt used executive orders to establish 150 million acres of reserved forestry land. He also established five national parks and 18 national monuments, though the National Park Service, part of the Department of the Interior, would not be established until 1916. Under Woodrow Wilson. And finally, question five. Roosevelt stuck to his pledge made in 1904 that he would not run for a third term in 1908, and he chose to back what future president for that year's Republican nomination? I know nothing about <laughs> the year 1908. Absolutely nothing. It just that just doesn't exist. It was before Franklin D. Roosevelt, correct? Yes. Yeah. It was before well, him. Well before him. Yeah, because he was like, he was like, end of the 20s into the 30s. He was like New Deal mm -hmm. um, person. Was this Woodrow Wilson? Was not Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> You're close, though. It's the one right before Woodrow Wilson. Krishna? Eisenhower? No, he was right. At, well, he was, he was later. Um, no, this is uh, William Howard Taft. Taft and Roosevelt had been friends since 1890, and Taft had supported Roosevelt's policies while serving as his Secretary of War. However, in his presidency, Taft started to deviate from Roosevelt's policies, particularly the, uh, the conservationist policies, and it led the former president to run against Taft in the 1912 election as a member of the Progressive Party, nicknamed the Bull Moose Party. They ended up splitting the Republican vote, allowing Woodrow Wilson to win the presidency. Yeah, I, I kind of thought those might be a little tough so my apologies Stephen. i try to even them out don't worry Stephen. it could you, you, it could be worse trust me thank you oh, for that nervous. very helpful input mason at least i didn't know them either so it's not like i stole the points from you <laughs> at least there it's, you, not, there you it's go. not anna cleaves at least you know that's true yeah i could have given you questions about anna cleaves and that would have been unfair Alrighty, krishna um, your famous October 27th birthday is actor John Cleese. Never heard of him. Uh, okay. Uh, question one. Uh, Cleese is best known for being a member of what British comedy troupe? Oof. Big oof. British comedy troupe. When was this guy born? Oh, I should have told you that. He was born October 27th, 1939. Big name. Big name. British comedy troupe. Straight up have no clue. Okay. Steven? I'm just going to say, like, Boo Boo the Fool. I don't know. The truth <laughs> of Boo Boo the Fool. That is my answer. Uh, no. Uh, no, John Cleese was a co-founder of Monty Python. And the other... Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the other members, uh, of course, were Graham Chapman, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, and Michael Palin. I'm really outing myself as someone who's uneducated and uncultured on the show. 
Well, that's what, that's what happens sometimes. Uh, question two. Like the other Pythons, Cleese played multiple roles in each of their films. One of his roles in Monty Python and the Holy Grail is what character who famously mutters, it's just a flesh wound? You see, the problem is I've never seen Monty Python. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, no. Yes. I, I'm pretty sure I have heard that line before, mm -hmm. but could not tell you the name of someone who says that. Can I just make up a name? Uh, please. Uh, Sir Matthew Roger. Uh, no, it was not Sir Matthew Roger, unfortunately. <laughs> Stephen? So I know exactly who you're talking about. However, I do not remember their name. And when you say the name, I'm going to be very upset because I, I know it. I do know it. So you know what? I'm just going to say no answer for this. Or, you know, I can make up a name if you'd please like. Please do. Please do. I'm going to say Sir Booba the Fool. Thank you very much. <laughs> You were really on Booba the Fool today. I am. That's because I'm a clown. <laughs> I am Booba the Fool. That's my identity. Uh, yeah, it's not Sir Booba, Booba uh, whatever you said. Booba um, the Fool. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, no, this is the Black Knight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he says this after King Arthur chops both his arms off. Cleese also played Sir Lancelot, Tim the Enchanter, and other characters in that movie. Um. You didn't happen to see have seen uh, Life of Brian, Krishna. Have you seen that one? No, I literally grew up not watching any movies at all, really. So, Well, question three. In Monty Python and the Life of Brian, um, Cleese plays the centurion of the guard who corrects Brian's grammar in what language? Centurion of the guard that corrects his grammar in what language? Italian. No. Stephen? Is, uh, Swedish? No. No, corrects his grammar in Latin. Brian had incorrectly written oh. Romanes eunt domus on the walls of Pontius Pilate, Pilate's palace, um, attempting to say Romans go home. And the centurion corrects each word so that it correctly reads Romani ite domum. domun. Yeah. Question four. Cleese's other film roles include what character in the James Bond film, Die Another Day, who outfits 007 with fancy gadgets and cars? Mm, I feel like I should know this one because I have seen some James Bond, but I don't remember his name and that's going to kill me. I'm not even sure if it's like a name name or like a code name, like a title. It's a, um, yeah, it's a, it's a title. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Um, title, code name. I'm going to say Hawk. No, was not Hawk, Stephen. Do you know? 001. No, this is Q. Q. Shoot. Uh, oh, Q, which stands for quartermaster. And in the previous Bond film, The World is Not Enough, Cleese appeared as Q's assistant, whom Bond uh, jokingly referred to as R. Cleese took over the role of Q after the death of Desmond Llewellyn. And finally, question five. Cleese also appeared as what ghost in the first two Harry Potter films? Wasn't, was Sirius Black a ghost? No, Sirius Black is not a ghost. 
or he was like a, a wolf or something. Yeah, he was a werewolf. Yeah. No, 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 not Sirius Black was not a werewolf. He, he oh, was an no, you're right. guess that turned into a dog. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, sorry. Mm. Did that Luke. count as my answer? No. Okay. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm assuming it's not. Uh, what's her face? The the moaning Myrtle or whatever. <laughs> Uh, if you want to guess that go ahead um, <laughs> i'm trying to think of what other like she's literally the only ghost i can think of right now so i'm gonna say Moaning Myrtle. uh no it's not Moaning myrtle um though that would have been really funny to see um steven do you know see okay here's the thing is that i know i can visualize exactly what this ghost looks like the name could not tell you. Simply could not tell you. So I will also say Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> moaning Myrtle in parentheses, Boo Boo the Fool. <laughs> fool uh, moaning Myrtle. Uh, no, unfortunately, not the, not the correct answer. Um, the correct answer was Nearly Headless Nick. Oh. Yeah. Or I Sir, that. Sir Nicholas. Big oof. Yeah. Big oof. Yeah. Well, that's the end of round two. Um, Mason, could you please give us a score update? So that round, uh, Steven was the only one that got points in that round. Uh, he got 20 points <laughs> for his correct answer on the first question of the round. <laughs> After that, straight zeros for everyone. Uh, <laughs> and so the score currently stands. Steven is at 50. Krishna... 10 so very much anyone's game <laughs> I, i'm probably gonna end up being the person who's got the least points on this show ever uh, you've uh i know i i i think you'll be okay i hope at least well we'll see i, I think he is on pace by the way well it, well let's we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll cross that Alrighty, now it is time for round three. Mason, can you please tell us the rules? Okay, so round three is our second general knowledge round. This time, correct answers are worth 30 points. However, if you get it wrong, your opponent can say the correct answer for 15. Alrighty, Steven, are you ready? Yet again, I am not ready. (laughs) Alright, well, fortunately, there are are no questions about Theodore Roosevelt in this round. Um, Thank God. God. Okay, question one. What interstate highway, the only primary interstate highway located entirely within Florida, crosses the center of the state, connecting Daytona Beach to Tampa? I-4. That's correct. It runs 132 miles between the two areas by way of Orlando. Question two. What element are diamonds and graphite both made of? See, here's the thing is that I did take AP Chemistry. And did I get a one on the exam? Yes, I did. However, <laughs> <laughs> so like when you said graphite, I was like, oh my God, like lead. And I was like, it can't be. It can't be lead. <laughs> like, it can't be. Maybe like, isn't it starts with a Z, right? It's got to start with a Z. Wait, 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 wait. Is it carbon? It is carbon. Yes. <laughs> oh no, I was hoping to steal that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, diamond. I, I was literally going through element in my head, and I said, "What on earth could this be?" And I was like, "Wait, it's the simplest thing, carbon." Thank you very much. 
Sometimes yeah. it really is that simple. Yep. While diamonds and graphite are both <laughs> made of carbon, they have very different atomic structures, leading to their extreme differences in hardness and overall look and feel. Question three. What piece by Hector Berlioz, though written as a choral work and called a, a légende dramatique by the composer, is periodically staged as an opera? See, okay, I'm trying to go through like every Berlioz work that I could possibly know. So I'm just going to throw out a couple just to let, let my juices flow. Um, so I was like, oh my God, Symphony Fantastique. But I was like, that is not a choral work. <laughs> And then I was like, wait, I was like, there's something with like witches that is involved in this, I believe. I think, like, I think like they're the witches play a role. However, <laughs> I do not know what it could possibly be. Um, and then I was like, oh my God, like uh, Nuit d'été, I think is a Berlioz piece. Um, so I'm just gonna go with Nuit d'été because that's the only thing that I think possibly. Well, that is a Berlioz work, but it is not the correct answer. Krishna? Um, it's Faust or the Damnation of Faust. That's correct. And I remember this because uh, I went to school in Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh Symphony was um, doing it and all their advertising said, see you in hell. And it was my favorite thing ever. <laughs> that, that's that's apt. Uh, it's, one uh, way, it's one way to get your name out there. Yeah. And, and Stephen, you're right. There are... Um, According to the roles on Wikipedia, peasants, gnomes and sylphs, soldiers and students, demons and the damned, and celestial spirits, in addition okay. to the four named roles. Marguerite. Okay, so I knew something, something a little crazy was up. Yeah. I knew something crazy was up, and I was like, and I was like, Nuit d'été is definitely like a song cycle. Yeah, um, that's summer love. Or like a collection of songs, so... Yeah. Yeah, audiences were at first not entirely enthusiastic because of its status halfway between cantata and opera, but it has since been performed regularly and is considered one of Berlioz's great works. And it's got some fantastic music. Question four. Anti-apartheid politician Oliver Tombo is the namesake of the airport serving what largest city in South Africa? Cape Town or Johannesburg. So... <laughs> Trying to remember the airports. The largest city? The largest city. See, I don't know which one is bigger, which is the issue. Like, I would like to think Johannesburg is bigger because it's in the middle of the country, kind of. So, like, there's more surrounding it. I don't know which is bigger because I know a lot of people go to Cape Town. Johannesburg is in the middle of the, <laughs> of the country. So, I'm going to say Johannesburg. It was Johannesburg. That's correct. Uh, the airport is the busiest in South Africa and the whole continent, actually. And the Johannesburg-Pretoria area has a population of over 14 million people. And finally, question five. At the 1999 Oscars, Roberto Benigni famously stood on top of a chair after what film won Best Foreign Language Film? I am going to pass this question because I just, there's no, I know nothing. Krishna, do you know? Oh, I feel like I should know this. Uh, and I feel like the name is such a, like a hint, but I can't think of anything related to it. And, uh... Well, he, he starred in the role. I think he wrote the film. He directed the film. Yeah. So he's, and... he is the film. <laughs> I figured, and I just, I can't 
Yeah, I, I, I can't think of anything. Okay. Uh, the film is called Life is Beautiful. And uh, he won the Oscar for Best Actor for that film. All righty. Krishna, are you ready for your questions? Honestly, we just got we just got to get it over with. Let's let's go. Let's go. All righty. Question one. What interstate highway runs 34 miles across central New Jersey from I-295 in Trenton to the Garden State Parkway, Route 34 and Route 138 in Wall Township at the Jersey Shore? Living in New Jersey, the main interstate everyone uses because or most everyone in my area uses is I-95, but that goes the entire length up and down of New Jersey. So it's there's no way it's that one. Very rarely have I needed to use any other interstate, quite honestly, for more than like an off chance. So, and I did look at a map before this, but I still knew I wasn't going to remember the numbers. I'm going to say, I'm going to say I-195. That's correct. Whew, thank goodness. It's also known as the Central Jersey Expressway. Question two. What type of infections do antibiotics treat? Bacterial infections. That's correct. Antibiotics are effective against many bacterial infections, but due to viruses' structural differences and differences in reproduction, antibiotics don't work on viruses. Question three. Charles Curtis was the first vice president with acknowledged non-European ancestry, serving from 1929 to 1933 under which president? Was this um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt? No, it was his predecessor, Stephen. Um, see, that is what I was also thinking because I literally said that earlier in the yeah. podcast. Is this like Eisenhower or something? No, Eisenhower was after Roosevelt. Um, this is actually the name of a street that's uh, very close to where I, where Krishna and I are. This is Herbert Hoover. Mm. Charles Curtis was a member of the Kaw Nation of Native Americans, and he was born in Kansas Territory. He was a senator from Kansas and served as Senate Majority Leader before he was elected vice president in the 1828 presidential election. Mm. Question four. Rebel Without a Cause, released October 27, 1955, is the most celebrated film of what actor who died a month prior to the film's release in a car accident at age 24? Yeah, honestly, I, I have no idea. I really, I really have no idea. Okay, this, this is a tough one. Steven, do you know? No idea. Okay. This is James Dean. He was oh. a cultural icon of teenage disillusionment, which was apparent in his character in the film. And finally, question five. Last week, the Chicago Sky won their first ever championship in what league? I mean, you're a big baseball fan, so <laughs> I want to say it's uh, the baseball league, whatever it's called. <laughs> no, it's not baseball. That, that We haven't had the World Series yet. Gotcha. Um, and the Chicago teams are the Cubs and the White Sox. So, mm. no. Uh, Steven? Is it the National Hockey League? No. Their season yeah. just started. No, this, this is the WNBA. The Chicago Sky defe defeated the Phoenix Mercury three, to, three games to one. Um, and Kahea Copper was named WNBA Finals MVP. Well, that's the end of round three. So, Mason, can you please give us a score update? So, actually, we all did pretty well that round, you know. 
Oh, uh, Steven got 90 points. Krishna got 75. So current score, Steven's still up, however. Um, 140 to 85 entering the round one. Still anyone's game. All right, now it is time for round four. So Mason, can you please explain the rules? All right, it's showdown time. I'm round four. The contestants will have... Uh, we'll each get the same question at the same time, and they'll have to write down or otherwise lock in their answer. These questions are worth 40 points, and there will be three of them. Here we go. Question one. Which two states were admitted to the Union in 1912, becoming the 47th and 48th states? Do we have guesses? Answers? I have a guess. <laughs> Stephen, do you have a guess? I also have a guess. Okay, Stephen, what is your guess? <laughs> North and South Dakota. Okay, Krishna? <laughs> Wyoming and Utah. <laughs> no, no, none of those states are, are correct. Okay. Um, the, the answer is New Mexico and Arizona. Oh. January 6th, 1912 and February 14th, 1912 were their respective admittance states. They are the fifth and sixth largest states by area also. And they were the last of the Continental 48 to be admitted. Question two. In 2017, what autonomous region in Spain declared independence following a disputed referendum? Any guesses? Okay, Stephen. Okay, so my guess is Catalonia. Krishna? I was going to guess that, um, but then... I changed it last minute to something dumber. Uh, I changed it to uh, Sevilla, Seville. Uh, well, you should have gone with your gut. It was Catalonia. Yeah, yeah. no duh. Uh, even though the referendum came back with 92% of respondents voting for independence, irregularities in the voting process, as well as the use of force by the National Police Corps, have led outside observers to conclude that the referendum did not meet international standards for elections. And finally, question three. Who ran the New York City political machine, Tammany Hall, from 1858 to 1871 and oversaw a massive ring of corruption in that era in which he may have stolen over $45 million from taxpayers? Any guesses? A completely incorrect one. Okay. Stephen? Yeah, like, yeah, sure. <laughs> 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 the best ending to an episode you can do yeah. before. <laughs> um okay uh, uh krishna do you what's your what is your guess <laughs> rockefeller uh it's not rockefeller of course not uh no this uh steven did you have no okay uh, I, mean, wait, wait, wait. I was okay i was gonna say andrew jackson <laughs> <laughs> But I know that is not correct. And so. Andrew Jackson, who had been dead for about 15 years um, before. Mayor Bloomberg. Uh, no, it was not Michael <laughs> Bloomberg. Um, nor was it Bill de Blasio, believe it or not. Um, but uh, no, this is uh, William Boss Tweed. Oh. Boss Tweed. Eventually, he was arrested after a series of scathing articles published in the New York Times, and he died in jail. Among the projects he was involved in was the construction of the Brooklyn Bridge. 
He facilitated a bribe for the city's aldermen and then was a major holder of bridge stock and was also on a committee which dealt with the project's finances. Well, that's the end of the game. So, Mason, can you please give us the final score? Fortunately, not hard to calculate. As we only, as between the two players, only 40 points were awarded that round. Steven, uh, Steven got 40. Krishna got zero. Um, so the final score of this game was Steven 180, Krishna 85. Therefore, Steven wins. Uh, quite a defensive struggle, really. Well, con- congratulations, Steven. Um, do you have anything that you would like to say? Um, I would just like to say... As someone who has no thoughts behind these eyes, it is truly, I am shocked. I am simply shocked, yet honored. It has been such a pleasure to share what little knowledge I have with you all today. Uh, Well... Thank you, Stephen. Uh, well, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Stephen and Krishna, for being on the show today, as well as Mason Cook for being our scorekeeper and also for composing the music. Today's questions were written by Sophie Wilbert, Caitlin Fick, Matthew Hauser, Lucas Hauser, Mason Cook, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter we now have a Twitter account. All those are at Trivia Over T. Mason's running the Twitter account. I have no idea what he tweets. I'm not on Twitter, but hopefully it's related to the show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, feel free to message us on any of those platforms if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. Or you can email us at our new email, TriviaOverT at gmail.com. So much exciting stuff happening now. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week.